0: Welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, where you'll hear advice from experienced safety leaders on how to protect your people and business. I'm Peter Steinfeld. My guest today is Heidi Raines. Heidi is the founder and CEO of Performance Health Partners, a leading incident reporting software for healthcare organizations. She's also author of the book Shared Voices, a framework for patient and employee safety in healthcare. Heidi and I discuss some of the biggest barriers to healthcare safety today and how leaders can drive better safety outcomes for employees and patients. Let's listen in. Hello, Heidi. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak today.
1: It's great to be here, Peter. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: let's go ahead and jump into it. So what are the biggest problems facing the healthcare industry right now, and how do they impact employee safety?
1: The healthcare industry is currently grappling with a significant staffing shortage, which that has a direct impact on employee safety. Some statistics for you, approximately one in five healthcare workers left the profession since the pandemic began, and about 90% of nurses are considering leaving the profession in the near future. Now, this shortage, coupled with an increasing workload and schedules, leads to unprecedented levels of burnout among healthcare professionals. So what can burnout do? Burnout can result in medical errors, healthcare-acquired infections. It compromises patient and employee safety. Furthermore, workplace violence is a major concern in healthcare And I didn't know this until I really dove in deep into the research for my book, but healthcare is the second most dangerous profession that we have, and staffing shortages can contribute to increased vulnerability and decreased safety for employees in healthcare.
0: Yeah, my mother's been in healthcare for a long time. In fact, she just retired. I think it was last month. She's 81 years old, and she was working full time in the OR in in the medical center in Houston. And she would talk about that all the time. Just turnover is a really, really big issue.
1: Well, please thank her for her service. That's a really incredible career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hope I can go that long. (laughs) Well, back on track to what we're talking about. So how can safety and security leaders improve safety outcomes?
1: You know, that The big burning question, Peter, while staffing shortages may sometimes be beyond the control of safety and security leaders, there's still measures that we can take to address systemic issues in healthcare to improve those safety outcomes. One of those crucial measures is to encourage employee feedback and develop a culture of near-miss reporting. So a near miss, which is also referred to as a good catch in healthcare, these are events that could have caused serious injury or death, but were intercepted before harm or incidents occurred. So these near misses serve as like a heads up us to the breakdowns in organizational systems, it's most important for healthcare employees who are the eyes and ears of the organization to have an accessible tool or system to share these observations and report the system failures that they see that may lead to harm. So giving these employees a platform to report the near misses and incidents and unsafe conditions, an organization can identify potential safety hazards and they can identify the root cause which is usually a system failure. What we like to say, it's, it's usually system failures and not a human failure. And then the, the leadership and the system can take the proactive measures to prevent harm. So this creates that culture of prevention. And that's something that we really, really focus on in healthcare is a culture of safety and a culture of prevention.
0: Well, let's dig into that a bit more. How do you operationalize all this? What are some of the best practices for reporting that you recommend?
1: So when it comes to reporting, one powerful tool is anonymous reporting. It allows employees to speak up without fear of retaliation or any other concerns. Not only does anonymous reporting decrease the fear of negative consequences, but the study published in the Journal of Hospital Medicine showed that it can increase reporting by 54% and with near misses up to 3 times compared to non-anonymous reporting so by implementing this anonymous reporting system organizations can shift from a culture of blame to a culture that encourages reporting and learning another best practice is having regular safety huddles which are interactions between employees where they can you know, this creates an environment where reporting incidents and near misses is encouraged and then it also creates the psychological safety with employees where they feel comfortable about sharing their observations and concerns. So, those are two best practices that we use in healthcare.
0: Is near misreporting something that originated in and has evolved through the healthcare system, or did it come from somewhere else first?
1: So, there's a theory from an American engineer. It's called the Heinrich theory, and that was created in the 1930s. The the premises of that was it said with, for every incident with harm or injury there are three hundred near misses that occur so these are three hundred opportunities for us to catch the root cause before harm occurs now this Heinrich theory has been applied to healthcare and in healthcare it decreases so there's one in every one hundred so we have ninety nine opportunities to get ahead of the harm.
0: Wow. And then outside of employee safety, how else does collecting this kind of incident and near-miss data benefit organizations in general?
1: So there are three benefits that stand out to collecting incident and near-miss data, which goes beyond employee safety. Uh, Number one is insights. It provides organizations with valuable insights that drive improvements across various areas. So by harnessing this data, leadership will then make informed decisions to support the organizational goals it optimizes workflows, and it also improves overall efficiency. So this data allows organizations to identify trends or patterns and potential issues that might otherwise go unnoticed. The second is it gives action, so actionable data. So with data, organizations can understand the root cause of the incidents and near misses, enabling them to implement targeted actions for prevention, which is most important. So this leads to really great things like better quality of care, improved patient outcomes, decreased costs, and enhanced organizational performance. And the third thing is really kind of the most important thing, and that's what we're turning to in healthcare, is prevention. So recognizing and implementing actions to prevent employee and patient harm has the greatest potential effect on the quality of our healthcare system. Just as we are looking at prevention and preventative medicine and wellness efforts to stop the progression of disease.
0: Now, we talk about this a lot on the show, and it's the fact that efforts like this work best when they're driven from the top down. So with Mm -hmm. that in mind, what's leadership's role in developing this safety culture of reporting?
1: Leadership plays such a crucial role in developing a safety culture, which includes that culture of reporting, of observations, So leadership, they really need to foster the culture of psychological safety, where employees feel empowered and supported to speak up. How can they do that? It's by creating a culture of near misses and good catches. We have organizations that celebrate near miss reporting, and they actually give out awards and giveaways to support the culture of reporting of these observations and near misses. Another practice is employee rounding, which is leadership rounding on employees, So most of us are familiar with physicians and nurses rounding on their patients. You know, it's when the care teams come and check in on patient status, their medications, pain levels, and more, and what can be improved. So when leadership rounds on employees, it's equally as effective. Leaders ask employees, what's working well in your care environment? What can be improved? Is there anything that you need to provide better care to patients or even better care to themselves? So when leaders open this dialogue and bridge that gap between frontline clinical work and leadership work, leadership can take follow-up actions on anything that's really a top of mind on their frontline staff.
0: As you've worked with leaders over the years, have you found them to be hesitant to implement this kind of culture because of the legal aspects? So they scared that it could get them into trouble for celebrating a near miss or something like that?
1: There are different types of organizations, and there's some that are more into innovation and lead the pack. And I will say that when I'm looking at healthcare organizations across America, because we service, we have clients across all the United States. What we're seeing, the ones that are more proactive and having better quality outcomes with patient care, they are implementing these systems. They're not afraid of information. They actually take information as kind of that heads up to be able to get ahead of of risk. Now, the ones that are more afraid of punitive or are just kind of scared of data, and that is the one that the ones that aren't quite there yet. But with healthcare safety as a whole, we are moving towards prevention and reporting of near misses and, and getting ahead of and catching that root cause.
0: Yeah, the net benefit is absolutely worth it. You know, as we're speaking here, this also reminds me of another thing that the healthcare industry adopted from the aviation industry, and that's checklists. I know you think about your pilot before you take off, they're walking around, going through a checklist, checking the engine, checking this, checking that. And I know it was probably about maybe 25, 30 years ago, the healthcare industry started to do that as well. And it really improved outcomes. Is this kind of similar to that?
1: It is. And we have other programming as well. It all fits into that Patient Safety Program and Employee Safety Program, and you have the reporting piece, and then you also have the proactive checklist and rounding part of this program.
0: Now, how does this culture of near-miss reporting impact healthcare employees directly?
1: Yeah, so we talked about Heinrich's theory, so how that's most important and how he calculated that there are approximately 300 near-misses. There's also 300 latent risks created for unsafe conditions. So we have lots of opportunity here. So to kind of circle back to your question, how does a culture of near-miss reporting impact safety? Well, one, when employees feel encouraged and supported to report incidents and in near misses, it creates that sense of engagement in the care environment and an empowerment to direct the care they're providing. So when healthcare professionals are actively involved, then they feel a greater sense of purpose and fulfillment in their work. All of us enter the profession to help, heal, and serve. And so when we're given tools to be able to do that better, provide better care to our patients, to ourselves, then we operate as our best selves. The second thing is this in turn leads to increased employee satisfaction. We hear a lot about that in all industries, higher levels of engagement, and improved retention rates. So for example, according to the advisory board, it cuts employee turnover in healthcare in half from 21.5% to 8.8%.
0: Wow. So
1: there's, yeah, that's, that's, it's incredible. So given this information and tools, when it's presented to healthcare leaders, we see the light bulb go off, just like I saw with you. And it makes, it's a no-brainer to implement these programs. So as we know, employee engagement is strongly correlated to employee safety, and it correlates to a safer work environment.
0: Yeah, we see this with safety across like all sorts of industries and different practices that people put into play. It's, it's good not only for the employee or your customers or patients, uh, but it's also good for business. It can make you more profitable. It can reduce turnover, all those things. So in, in spending a little time, money and effort investing in safety can really pay huge exponential dividends.
1: And now is the time, according to a Harvard School of Public Health survey, There's 64% of employees that are not fully engaged in healthcare. And this is really healthcare leadership's work, is to support care teams that ultimately provide care to patients.
0: What are some of the other best practices that improve safety outcomes for healthcare organizations?
1: So we covered near-miss reporting and employee rounding. Another best practice is safety huddles. These are a powerful practice that can significantly improve safety outcomes. So safety huddles provide an opportunity for, this is when multidisciplinary teams come together. They discuss safety concerns, observations, and they collaborate on solutions. This is when like the frontline care workers, they come together, they're the eyes and ears of every healthcare organization. And when they personally discuss the day-to-day safety challenges, we're able to get a pulse on the workplace directly and unfiltered And then we gain that deeper understanding of existing concerns.
0: You know, I know for years doctors have gotten together to review surgeries and things like that to see what went right, what went wrong, but it seemed like it was limited to just the doctors and maybe high level admin staff. And it sounds like this is all about involving people across the organization.
1: Right. We're taking those best practices in the clinical physician realm and we're applying it to the whole care team because more and more, it's the frontline staff and non-physicians that are delivering the high majority of care to patients. So we're taking that and we're pulling it out into the total care team and, and into leadership.
0: So not all of our listeners are in the healthcare industry. So how can safety and security leaders outside the healthcare industry implement what you've shared with us today?
1: You know, Peter, all of us working in high-risk industries have a lot in common. So I'm in a professional forum with leaders from other high-risk industries, such as construction, energy production, and and it's a very small forum. So one of the CEOs in this group read my book. And then afterwards, in a meeting, he came up to me and he said, I am so surprised by how much I learned by reading your book. And I'm implementing a near-miss program program. Inside my construction company, which is a very large multi state construction company that builds bridges and roads and does a lot with heavy structures. And then, furthermore, he's going to present this program to his captive insurance group to decrease incidents within their industry. So, the principles of near miss reporting, anonymous reporting, and developing a culture of safety are applicable across industries, not just healthcare. And that anonymous reporting systems can be implemented. And it encourages that open and honest feedback. And additionally, that regular communication and engagement with employees are crucial for understanding their concerns and taking those actions. So, you know, when we all prioritize safety and we foster a culture of reporting, we implement those protective measures, all of us leaders in high-risk industries can improve safety outcomes and create a safer work environment for our most important you know, piece of our our, our companies, our our employees.
0: You know, that actually reminds me of a recent episode we had with Mark Jones of Plastipac. He's the EHS director over there, and he shared how their focus on incident reporting has been just a a game changer for them and how they've recorded in excess of, I think it was like 30,000 near misses per year in their reporting system. And he thinks that's just the greatest thing in the world because it shows how engaged his people are in this really vital process. So that's just a really great point that any organization and in any industry can implement this type of framework. So what's the best way for someone to ease into this if they haven't done it before? I can imagine it would feel overwhelming to someone to start a program like this.
1: You know, uh, I talk about that in in my book, Shared Voices, and, and, and people start to think about starting a patient safety or a safety program as this huge undertaking. But uh, one of my chapters Actually, chapter four is about establishing a patient safety committee. And it's really can start with a patient safety committee or an employee safety committee of two. And one of those two needs to be a leader. You need a technology tool. I mean, we're in a technological age. So starting off with a technology tool that makes reporting easy. So when we think of easy, we think of one button, one click. We think of reporting in less than two minutes because we're all very busy. We need to get the information in and move on. So we need to make that ease of use really important. So when you're looking for a technology tool, look for ease of use. Is it available on devices? So we're doing things from our phones, tablets, computer terminals. So it needs to be interactive with all of those and then get the information in and have a really robust follow-up activity management tool on the back end. So you can start up employee safety program with just two people. And what we've seen is when it starts with two people, it actually grows. And it grows and it encompasses more departments, more people from leadership, and it takes fruit.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Heidi, thanks again for being here today. You've shed some great light on this topic, of which I was largely ignorant. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you, Peter. It was such a pleasure to discuss these safety practices with you.
0: To learn more about Heidi and her work with Performance Health Partners, click the links in the show notes. Tune in next week for more expert advice to help you protect your business and people. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Have a safe week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.